So now we know that our consciousness isn't all there really is. It's just a particular focus. Another way to help us think on this would be to think of our life as a television and our consciousness as our remote control or channel dial. All possible shows are broadcast and accessible at all times, aren't they? Our consciousness selected what would appear on this channel based upon preferences and beliefs. And, just like our TV tuner, it selects only this one and blocks out all the other possible channels. But there are limitless possible channels. Our consciousness only focuses on this one. It limits our awareness because otherwise it would be very difficult for us to get a grasp on what seemed to be happening. Imagine multiple channels all overlapping and projected all at once on your TV. It would be impossible to figure out what was happening. So, our consciousness tunes us into one channel, usually. On the old TVs where you turn the dial by hand, it was possible to tune in two channels at once. On the newer ones, we have the picture-in-picture -picture feature that allows us to view more than one channel. And it's also possible to do this with our consciousness. This is how we seem to tune in ghosts or glimpses of what we perceive as the past or future or a number of other things that we consider paranormal. In a way, we are transiently straddling more than one channel. We are receiving more than just the signal that we're accustomed to. Now here's something that you may really find shocking, as if this hasn't been surprising enough so far. But as we mentioned before in an earlier part of this video, for example, when we wanted to experience unconditional love, we created and projected the entity of our dear Uncle John. And up until today, you may have thought that he was a coincidence or chance, but now you're beginning to realize that you put him here. He is your projection. Well, there also seems to be at least a handful of more or less archetypal projections that we tend to do when we reach a significant doorway. When we are poised to step through this new doorway and jump to a higher level of understanding, we apparently often externalize this impending new awareness as something outside of ourselves, something with a much higher understanding, something alien to us, something like what we like to call extraterrestrials. <laughs> you heard me. I said it. E.T. phone home. Now before we get ahead of ourselves, let me say that your experience with this projection, as all projections, is personal and will vary. This is why some view this alien archetypal projection as something they should be afraid of, something with malicious intent, while others have the most serene and happy and blissful viewpoint, seeing only fascination and goodwill. And some have a mixture of the two. It depends upon how this impending new awareness makes you feel. Are you afraid of it, or do you welcome it? Your perception depends upon you. Now this archetypal projection might show up in many ways. You might have a sudden newfound fascination with UFOs and extraterrestrials. Or you may have dreams about them, which you may or may not even consciously remember. Or you may feel you're channeling them. Or you may even project what you will see as an actual encounter. Why not? I mean, if you can project your Uncle John, then you can project E.T. 
because everything you experience is a symbolic representation of what lies within you. It's all real, but not really real. Now I know this brings up a ton of extra questions again, but stay with me for the moment. Because as you may have already guessed, this is what lies behind the whole 2012 fascination and this building crescendo of people beginning to turn their attention to what we call extraterrestrials. It's a marker, and if we look, we see it has happened throughout time, whenever collective consciousness hits a certain point, and we're bumping up to a new awareness. We see it carved into rocks, upon hillsides, and plains, and written into sacred writings of old. This projection is an archetypal marker of this new awareness approaching. These symbolic archetypal externalizations actually happen all the time in our daily life, but we overlook them because until now we believed that those things were happening to us rather than the actual truth, which is we are the source for all that shows up in our world. So relax your mind if you can for a moment and think loosely about what I'm about to say. When we wish to be born, our mother another archetypal projection manifested to facilitate this expression. And when we were ready to learn, a teacher manifested and facilitated our desire. And is it not true that when we believe that we must labor to achieve, then hard work is all that surrounds us. And when we harbor fear within us, our world fills with things to fear. When we see only good, only good rises to meet us. When we look through competitive eyes, we rob ourselves of the highest truth, our innate oneness. When we are open to love, love manifests and feeds us that which we hunger for. And when we harbor even the potential for hate within, we will provide ourselves things to hate. When we feel powerless, we will create interactions that demonstrate our lack of strength. And in the same way, when we reach a certain threshold of new awareness that we have no reference for, we take it out of our pocket and we project it externally. Sometimes as regular people and places, sometimes as something otherworldly, something alien. So this new awareness that we're moving toward collectively is, in a sense, the end of this world as we know it. But in a good way, it's the birth of a new awareness, collectively. And yes, I know a lot of the 2012 hoo-ha is based upon the Mayan calendar as well as ET, but I'll take this moment to remind you that time doesn't really exist. There's no such thing as an actual timeline. There's only the now. And as Albert Einstein said, the only reason for time is so everything doesn't appear to happen at once. Time is a mental device and we'll go into this later in a follow-up video. So, will the 2012 predictions come true? No. And yes, what seems to happen will not happen because of any supposed point on a timeline that we're cosmically hurtling towards. It is symptomatic of the event of our awakening as we shrug off our sleep and walk towards our deeper understanding. So how it actually manifests is a dynamic matter dependent upon the harmonics of that moment. 
Right now, we are largely fearful of it, and this is why many are seeing it as a destructive event. But think about this. About 2,000 years ago, another group of observant people referencing ancient manuscripts and astrology followed a moving star that came to rest over a birth that was supposed to end the world as they knew it. And E.T. even made the show back then. It showed the way, and they followed it. And these wise men were watching for this too, just as we are today. It was their 2012. In fact, it's kind of interesting to me that here we are, once again, about 2,000 years later, looking for the same events and the same month that we symbolically attribute this last event happening. Curious, huh? Please join me in part 7 to explore what your dreams can show you.